Hi guys, on today's podcast we're going to talk a little about exercise intensity. So basically the idea of how hard you'll be training in the gym to get the results you want and when we're talking about training hard, we're going to be really specific about what we actually mean with that. So it's not just about getting sweaty and out of breath, because actually when you've got a body composition goal, whether you want to gain muscle or tone up, just get in better shape, that's not going to be your priority. So we're going to discuss a little bit of that off the back of a client question about how hard they should be training in session. So we're just going to touch on um, basically defining what like exercise intensity is, talking a little bit about kind of working hard um, and kind of what some of the common misconceptions would be. So um, obviously kind of like something we see a lot of is someone will come and they think that getting sweaty and just being really out of breath is really important in weight tra- training context, which is of course not true. So um, I'll kind of let Murdo give a bit of an example of like what like someone would typically see will come and say to us maybe when they first start, or what they, their perceptions of the right sort of approach to training hard will be. I think it comes, as you say, a lot from the kind of industry standard as such is you've got like your Les Mill class, you've got like, you can YouTube search like burn belly fat in 15 minutes or, you know, high intensity. It's just blasted all over like the kind of training sphere. When as you were saying, like when you're looking at actually getting stronger and like what that intensity means in a different kind of perspective from that, it is just widely different to what is actually promoted out there. Very similar to like how nutrition things are always completely skewed. Like training wise, I think is the same where it's always again like going to the youtube analogy or kind of um example there it's always the guy sweating and looking like he's you know ripped and completely shiny as anything yeah. like these are the things that people usually like, in idolize. more tropical climes than here it yeah. is, <laughs> not difficult but these are the things that are like for some reason idolized so with your question of like what clients say when they kind of come to us is they I wouldn't say are shocked, but when we when we bring them into our kind of training style and our structure it is kind of like a oh, like I finished that whole hour session and I wasn't dripping with sweat, but the next day I was actually really quite not impressed at how sore I was, but you know, you can kind of feel your muscles and there is that training intensity, but it's not what their expectation is and as an example of you know, what yeah, you're saying absolutely. there. It's just not, not what yeah, the standards I think, are. I think it's a big thing as well, like because we, we've definitely have, over the years, you know, we, we've coached a lot of um, different clients from different backgrounds, different experiences in terms of like exercise and training. And a lot of people that do come from classes very much validate the effectiveness of their training on how much of a puddle of sweat they're in. Like the bigger the puddle of sweat, the harder they've worked. Now, the problem with that is, is that even in cardio terms, so it's not actually because it'd be really easy for me to sort of pass it off and be like, oh, well, that might apply to cardio, but actually it doesn't always apply to cardio very much. We've talked about um, kind of the idea of like training like lots of like longer, slower stuff. And when I say longer, it doesn't have to be super long, but 30 to 60 minutes kind of doing easy aerobic work, which is like, you know, getting on the bike, going for a bit of a cycle or walking up a hill or going for a fast walk or doing, you know, a gentle run um, or walking and running and mixing the two. So a lot of the time the problem is is we've got this sort of perception on social media that you need to train insanely hard and that you should come out of a session like looking like a human puddle and the problem with that is is actually when it comes to weight training really what we're looking for is we are looking to make sure that we are one like doing everything exercise wise with great technique so you know if we're doing a deadlift if we're doing a squat if we're doing a press up that we're doing it with um focus and a bit of intention in terms of getting really good technique doing it in a sort of sensible controlled tempo so you know just not throwing yourself about or using momentum to 
help you move more weight than you really should be moving. So we, we want to get those basic things in place, but really intensity is almost that thing of, and, and every movement's a little bit different, but we're kind of looking to make sure that the muscles we are training are getting really tired, that we're getting really fatigued. Now this can be a bit tricky because there is almost a bit of a danger here of me saying something like, oh, your muscles should always be burning. <clears throat> now, if you've deadlifted before or done movements like that when you're quite heavy, what you'll find is the intensity of that exercise can be quite high. I could be doing a heavy deadlift and it could be really challenging and I might not feel it particularly burny per se because lifting heavier for less reps has a slightly different feeling to slightly higher reps on smaller muscle groups. So those big heavy lifts with big muscle groups don't always necessarily feel super burny. So there is a bit of a balance to have. Obviously in something like a squat, you tend to feel your quads a little bit more. So that's where you're gonna feel that, you know, your quads, your front of your thigh, you're gonna feel them burning a lot more in a squat. On a deadlift, you might just find it really heavy. So there's always a little bit of difference sort of between exercises, but what we kind of wanted to touch on is this idea of, or moving away from the idea of you trying to justify or, or validate, I should say, rather than justify, validate how good your training session was based on how sweaty you are by the end of it. Because I'm afraid that's not a good gauge. No. And it's not a good gauge for cardio, and it's not a particularly good gauge for um, weight training either. So it's not to say it doesn't have a place, and like, obviously if you're doing like, um, like Murdo was doing a, his half marathon, and I don't know he didn't do any in it, but when I was doing cycling, I was doing some interval training on the bike. And that does make me a human puddle by the time I've done a few intervals on the bike. But that's the context it does apply in, but on my easy, longer, slower cycles, it's different. The same with weight training, it's just not always that appropriate to it. So yeah, we just wanted to kind of talk about that. We're gonna pick up a couple of exercises um, as an example of kind of what you'd be looking for to see if, if, you know, I was saying to Murdo, I was like, right, okay, well, I'm doing, um, let's say, a single arm roll. Well, how do I know if I'm, I'm doing it hard? Like, am I pushing myself hard enough? Am I challenging myself enough to get the most out of that exercise, to get the most of it, of it in terms of like muscle gain or toning up, if you like, and just get the most out of my session? So if you're, if you're looking at a client, um, let's say- we should take Kai's examples. The question came from like, you know, He's someone that just give a bit of background. He's trained with us for many, many, many years, and you know, having that two, three year spell of building up your exercise, his intensity doesn't, I mean, drop off, but that kind of inverted you will start to, you know, you get a lot of progress and gains from the intensity that he's put in throughout. But then it'll start to have to change a few things in his own training sessions. So it'd be quite good, as Cameron was saying there, to use a set few examples and how we're going to kind of, you know, program that into Kai's sessions to make sure he was getting the most out of that increased intensity where it's not meaning we're adding on like time to the session we're not or even putting, more exercises yeah, per more se. exercises or more reps it's like almost it's just, getting the most out of those exercises yes yeah, a big difference and, and murdo alluded to a great point right is this this is almost a question of although this applies to everyone right this does apply to everyone like everybody should go in and they want to train hard enough that they get good progress but the nice thing is when you're a beginner if you turn up three times a week and you feel pretty tired at the end of it and you made sure that the weights were reasonably heavy and you felt like if you're getting to eight reps and you're like oh that was quite tough that's probably enough right yeah. that is probably generally enough and obviously what's slightly different is when we're there coaching clients we get to exert our judgment on that all the time so we can encourage clients to go up a weight or to add a rep or to push on a little bit more when they've got more in the tank than they think they do and that's through sorry to interrupt you but that's through our experience too where you can look at a lot of clients and you can kind of you just almost pick and tell where yeah. if you're as cameron said like we're wanting to aim for like that kind of eight or ten eight or nine out of ten sorry 
scale of intensity where you've got like maybe one, two, three reps in reserve is another way we kind of look at it. It's mm-hmm. just going to jump in at that point, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important. Like that's obviously helped. And having a coach there does pu- allow you to push more. And one of the things that can be difficult about training is that things like personal preference can come into it. Like I don't particularly love squatting. So you will probably not see me squatting at a very high intensity relative to something I do enjoy doing. So for example, I quite enjoy, we, well, I, I don't dislike as much like split squats and things like that. I don't know if enjoys or like reverse lunges. But if you, I know it's strange, but if you were to give me squats or, 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 or reverse lunge, I would probably push myself. I'd be more confident and comfortable pushing myself hard on a reverse lunge because it feels comfortable for me. It suits my body a little bit better. I just like them more. So I'm gonna push myself more. So there's that part of it. And the other part of it is too, you can often often push harder than you think you can. That's almost always true. You can always do a little bit more, but it is useful to learn a little bit about how to kind of gauge whether things are hard enough, not hard enough. It's a conversation I've had with another client recently as well, who also has trained with me for a long time. And you know, sometimes it can, you get to that place where you think, oh, I just need to add another exercise, another exercise, another exercise. And it's like, actually sometimes when I look at clients that are a little bit farther on, and this is true of beginners too, is you could almost do less exercises with greater intensity and get better results. It's like, are you actually, the first question is, is are you progressing? Like if you are writing down your workouts and you look at them and you can see that you're not seeing, you're not moving the needle. If if you've been on your single arm row at the same weight with the same amount of reps for the last six weeks, you're not making progress there. And that, that's, not really what we're wanting when we've got we're trying to change body composition or when we're trying to get stronger we want to move and it might be small as you train for longer you make smaller changes and some exercises you make it's easier to put more weight on a hip thrust than it is on a shoulder press yeah, for sure. but it's, it's important to contextualize that so yeah let, we're going to pick a couple of exercises in terms of how you might approach making sure you're doing enough um, with intensity and some practical examples. So um, one of the ones we kind of want to talk about, and I think it's a good place to start, is one of the exercises that's quite different. Um, and it's a big compound lift, it's your deadlift. So on deadlifts, you're very rarely going to want to go to failure in terms of getting to the point where you're maybe doing 12 or 15 reps, because quite often your technique's going to break down. Deadlifts take a lot of focus. Yeah. They, can, they can be quite... Um, if you're deadlifting well, they're not, but they can if your technique starts to break down, get a bit tough on your lower back. The technique side of it's an issue and often grip strength is a limiting factor, right? It's very difficult to do 15 quite heavy deadlifts yeah. for most people. So that's not an exercise so well suited to that. So to keep the exercise intensity high on that one, you're probably gonna want to go with a slightly lower rep range and you probably want to just make sure you're lifting with very good technique and you have got a good weight on the bar. That's probably the main factor for deadlifting, right? Technique's good. Are you adding a little bit of weight each week or adding a couple of reps, but still keeping your reps in kind of the lower ranges? That's that's all you'd be looking for on a deadlift, right? Like like you alluded to earlier, like it's one of those exercises where you don't feel, or clients don't necessarily feel that kind of like burning muscle where they're like, oh yeah, I pushed well on that. I can feel the intensity in inverted commas to like kind of- Yeah, you're move. not gonna feel the the burn of no. the movement. In it. Like if I, if I get you to deadlift, usually what's the muscle you feel most in it? Probably your forearms. Probably, yeah. Like in terms of like fatigue and grip, that's the, that's the most burning muscle group you can find. Yeah, after a heavy set of five or six deadlifts, you're gonna feel like, I'm knackered, right? So it's a different kind of intensity. And you'll know if you've ever deadlifted before what that feels like or if you've done less reps. So to take another example and kind of almost compare it is, let, let's pull in something like a single arm row. So a really common movement where you're like hands on the bench and you're just rowing. So it's an upper back very exercise. Supportive. It's quite well supported and you are very much looking to try and engage your upper back as much as possible. So what would you be kind of looking for in intensity there that's different to deadlift? 
well, I mean, obviously it's kind of the setup side of things are much more comfortable to lift heavier on and focus on that kind of, as you say, upper back portion. You're you're looking again at that kind of rep range. You're looking at adding in some pauses if you can to build on that intensity. It's not throwing in more reps for the sake of it. It's adding pauses like we do within our program. We kind of change that structure for clients to make sure that intensity is getting moved. So for example, within our kind of more recent block, we started adding in kind of bands to these to challenge the intensity. We're going to be, you know, changing the rep ranges on it. So that is ways that you can start to feel that intensity coming in into that exercise alone to, you know, compare it to that deadlift. We're not really going to band the deadlift to make it more taxing. Because as you say, no, like and you and you might you fail. might do pause deadlifts and things like that. And you do see these on Instagram and stuff. And actually, they are really useful tools. But you're really doing that when you're trying to build the technique of a deadlift. You use that that to fix specific problems or challenges the client's having with uh, with a movement. You wouldn't use that to be like, oh, murder, I'm going to just make your deadlifts harder by throwing on two bands. You're more likely to add weight or indeed add reps. You might obviously do some controlled tempos and things like that. So a bit slower, a bit faster. Again, bit, like we've added this into our like, kind of new block. It's got tempo work in. It's got all these kind of factors that help build an exercise and build the intensity and help with the muscle growth we obviously take care of that for clients and make sure it's incorporated but it's again something that's quite tough like cameron said earlier too when you can kind of compare a big movement like a deadlift or hip thrust where you can chop on 10 kilos relatively comfortably if you were to add 10 kilos to a row you'd go from doing 10 to 12 reps comfortably to probably not even getting one in yeah. so that's where these exercises are unique and again it's like a, a client bias almost where some male clients will really want to push a single arm row more than they would a hip thrust if they're doing that as a comparison yeah. so that intensity can be unique to a client but the principles of training still apply to you know intensity and to change each one if needed yeah absolutely so i think that's something to touch on like Yes, you can still use like those pauses and things with your deadlifts, but you're almost a different purpose, right? So let's say someone's doing a single arm roll. Probably the first thing we're gonna look at is are they getting are they getting like good technique throughout? If you are getting eight reps and your technique's absolutely spotlit, like spot on, it's absolutely perfect, then what we'd look at is be like, well, is that person like how does intensity look? Does it look like those last two, three reps are grindy? Are they difficult? Are yeah. they challenging? Because this is what as coaches you're looking what we're gonna be looking for in a client is is it challenging enough? Because before we, as, as Murdo was sort of saying, is like, before you want to um, add anything complicated to it, you kind of just want to look at really basically, like, is your technique good? Okay, that's for fine. For the reps are doing more. Yeah, yeah, for the reps are doing. And then the next step is like, if someone's saying, right, am I, am I training hard enough in this movement? Well, if I was to ask you, how many more reps could you do? If the answer is three or four, you're probably not on a single arm row training hard enough. You probably want to be either increasing the weight or maybe potentially pausing a little bit more in that top position where you're pulling back that elbow, or you're just gonna add your reps a little bit. That would be the kind of things, the basic things you would add to it initially. I think on the flip side as well, when we have clients that maybe don't quite understand the other end of the scale and the intensity, where you ask them how the set was, and they're like, oh, it's easy, I could've got another like four or five reps in, but we've seen like their chest has been lifted, they're using that kind of slingshot movement to get the, the yeah, dumbbell momentum, up, yeah, then almost. that's a different, you know, again, like obviously it's still playing into that intensity question we're talking about, but you have to kind of just be careful on that note within your own training to have that honest discussion to be like, is every rep really controlled? Like Cameron said, are you nailing the basics first with controlled reps? You should be able to pause that rep at any point in time to take and, a picture and own almost. that position. Yeah. And that is something that should be your baseline first before we're going on about these like pauses and adding reps and adding yeah, weight. So it's always Nail technique the basics, first. Technique always first, technique always. first. Because this is the thing, right? When we're doing a single arm roll, we're looking to challenge our upper back muscles and we want to make sure the focus stays there. When we start twisting, turning and moving, 
lots of other parts of our body or we start to rock a little bit what you're starting to do is use momentum and do other things so this is where it's like okay we always say technique first once you've got technique out of the way once you've been like right every rep from one to eight is looking the same yeah. because often that can increase intensity so if you're already doing eight reps for your last two reps you start to twist a little bit you rotate a bit more you might say to yourself well actually to increase the intensity i'm just going to make sure my technique is spot on but once that's ticked off that's when you're looking at those those reps and asking yourself like if you can if you feel like you could do three or four more reps on a single arm row that's that's not challenging enough right that's leaving so much in the tank in terms of progress that it's going to slow your progress right down and on the kind of side of things with intensity too where some clients will maybe be training with us two or three times a week and just by chance they might be having the same session that's maybe another conversation to how we program our sessions but they might be doing a single row, single arm row, sorry, two or three times per week. And as Cameron was saying, those eight reps on Monday will be different to those eight reps on Friday, regardless of the weight. In terms of your... like difficulty, yes, because you're yeah. not recovered. So the context murders meaning as well when he's saying they're different, not in terms of technique, but in terms of if you've done a single arm row on a Monday and then you're doing it again on a Wednesday, let's say, you might find that you're not 100% recovered. So the intensity, the second the same, session yeah. might be as high on less reps. So there's lots of things that come into it, but really the big focus is are you challenging those muscle groups to almost the point of failure as in you can't do more with good technique and that's the key bit is good technique it's not about can you squeeze in two more reps that look like something out of the exorcist that's not really what we're looking for so what you're looking for is really solid technique throughout and then building that intensity so another exercise is worth bringing in an example of so on a single arm row just as an example client comes in we look at the row they're doing eight identical reps pretty much reps one to eight look great that's fine when you're kind of thinking if you ask that client or we, we have that conversation whether we're just looking at them and we can see it doesn't look that difficult or they say you know i could do three or four more that's when we'd up the reps to challenge them to make sure they're taking that closer to failure because that is going to matter in terms of composition you need to you if you want to gain a little bit of muscle or get more toned you need to be challenging yourself especially the longer you train the more you train the more that matters just coming back quickly to that point we were saying earlier where we're not saying every session you have to be going like balls to the wall like everything to failure but it is that kind of honest chat with yourself for the day you feel really shit have had four hours sleep and your kids are running riot that's fine to still have the same reps and weight you did as monday as to friday for example you don't have to intensity means a lot of different things is what we're trying to say and just hopefully like chatting through these different points can help kind of not normalize but, but kind contextualize of contextualize it. intensity and what it actually means in a session what it looks like within exercises like yeah kind of i think, to I think what murder is saying as well is that like you know depending on the day sometimes intensity can be higher or lower yeah. if you you're feeling fresh and ready to go on a monday it can be quite different from when you've had a big weekend you're at a wedding and you feel absolutely knackered and you might only be able to train and that that perceived intensity is higher but what we're sort of saying is on average you need to keep that intensity high right where, where you possibly can you want to be training hard enough on each movement and i think it is a common question or or certainly when we see clients that have been training a while that have maybe stopped making much progress how often is it they're like oh it's just like I just need to do something different or they think they need new movements and sometimes yeah we need to tidy up the technique that's common you're tidying up little bits of the technique but often it is about being like actually when I'm watching you do that role you've got three four more reps in the tank and and that that is if you do that every single session you're in all of a sudden you're not progressing it's always funny when we've just had our testing block there and you see clients that have been saying again I'm not calling out clients here but it's just 
just an interesting kind of perception of intensity when you yeah. see them say oh yeah that was maybe a couple reps in the reserve or eight or nine out of ten and then in testing they've like tripled their weight you're like well <laughs> we can see that like again they're not meaning to do it deceptively and they're not being but, <laughs> you, but, you're, about you're it, but. Pro- you know exactly I, I think the point is is right testing week is a good way of displaying it so what happens is you get a client who is relatively new to training and then we obviously over time they get training with us they get more and more comfortable with pushing themselves a little bit harder challenging themselves more and they get a better feel for it but murder's point's a valid one when you first start training you just don't know you don't know how much is enough and you get you basically become a better gauge you become a better judge of intensity as time goes on yeah. and and as uh, sort of murder was alluding to what happens is we'll do a 10 week block what in week 10 being testing week we'll get to testing week and suddenly a client's like put on like you know 35 or 40 kilos to their deadlift and you're like well hold on a second if we look back at that we know kind of by reverse engineering that they could have probably been doing a little bit more but that's horse before the cart sometimes because it's all well and good saying that but you need to have the confidence in yourself to do that and sometimes you need to break through the barrier like we've had clients before who will do like let's say a 95 kilo deadlift for five reps looks beautiful and they go to pick up 100 kilos and like i can't do it and and there's no way they can't do it it's a it's a confidence thing as well so that's part of it and but yeah i mean murder's going to make a good example there of sometimes like your perception changes and that's normal as well is the way you train and the way you push yourself will be different from month one to month 13 so i think that's a good point to bring up but we'll pick up another exercise so let's say something like chin-ups now because they're a good example so let's say you're doing some sort of pull-ups some sort of chin-ups now that's a bodyweight exercise so there's a couple of challenges here so what's the problem if murder goes to failure on his first set so murdo can do let's say how many pull-ups do you think you can do oh, about 400 no <laughs> Four, 400 <laughs> 10 on a good day probably. 10 on a good day sense. so we, we say to murdo right you're gonna go for 11 reps so he struggle fest his way through 11 reps what's the problem here well immediately when murdo goes in set two and three how many reps do you think you can get set number two six seven eight maybe if you're yeah, lucky yeah like, exactly with a bit of a leeway in form yeah. and by set three down to maybe three or four yeah, lucky. So, lucky so the problem is is it becomes a mass problem here well murder is trying to get in a good amount of training volume and get a good training intensity in but now instead of maybe doing three sets of eight which is obviously 24 reps quick mass then he's got this situation where he's doing 11 and then maybe five or six and then three or four and actually ends up on less total reps so what you kind of want to do with like bodyweight things a lot of the time is push to an eight out of ten in terms of intensity so like do your chin-ups believe one or two left over and i'd say the same on press-ups press-ups are a good example example, yeah Yeah, two two press-ups i would say rather than even one and you do that on sets one sets two and then set three you go for it and you really push yourself to failure so you might get eight eight and then nine or something like that because obviously you're going to be more fatigued by that third set that's slightly different so on the trap bar we've talked about well you push weight up on the single arm row you want to push weight up but you might also slow that movement down a touch or for example you might just add another rep or two reps depending on where it's sitting but you you can get away with on your single arm row pushing to failure earlier so you could do it from set one set two and set three because you always have the option of dropping the weight if murder goes in at a 28 kilo row and then he does nine good reps for me on set one and i think great and then the second set he's doing seven seven's looking really tough i might say to murder right i'm gonna get you to drop to 26 on the next set for set three and we're gonna aim for eight reps and that way i know his technique's going to be good and we're getting a good amount of reps in and the intensity's nice and high whereas if he was to stick with 28 you might only get four that set because i can see he's fatiguing because yeah. he's pushed himself hard 
that's worth noting. The harder you push yourself in set one and two, the harder it's going to be by the latter sets. And okay. that's why chin-ups, like as I say, they sort of do a set number, a set number, and then the last set go really go for it not from the start because you do end up with a numbers problem yeah that's really more specific to body weight skills though. yes i was going to say as well on that note like there's obviously ways around that exercise that we look at from coaches where we know we can challenge clients so for example in a press-up if clients are doing them from your from their knees and finding them nice and comfortable for those 8 16 24 reps then that is the case where we can start to increase that intensity by doing four reps as a negative. So starting on your tiptoes, slowly down, drop as your knees and up, and four reps on your knees. And that is a way, as Cameron was saying, with a numbers game, where you've gone from doing, you know, 24 knee press-ups to, you know, 12... Six, 16 plus eight slightly harder yes, press-ups yes. So well. that, again, is how you can increase that intensity. It doesn't need to be a, a set numbers game in total, but you can play with that yeah. exercise, make it more difficult, make it more challenging, push that intensity by varying how you're doing that exercise for the first couple sets or like Cameron said leaving yourself a bit in the tank to you know try push and for it on, on the third set yeah. but, that, but that's where it slightly varies so on a body weight on a body weight movement it's it's a bit different like we've seen there because like I say if Murder does a max press set up, uh, of press ups you might get 40 reps or something like that, whatever it is on press ups but the second set he'll be lucky to get half of that right that's normal if you push yourself to failure in set one and obviously he did, the problem with that that for example is Murdo can't vary his body weight he can't just be like oh, I'll take 10 kilos off the top so yeah. the problem with that exactly. is you can't just drop down a little bit now you could go to your knees but the problem is you're dropping a lot then Murdo might be dropping you know a really high percentage of his weight to go from a full to on your knees well, to say 50 if it's as you say nearly like if you're taking yeah, half the body it, off that is it's you know, a it's it's a lot it's a lot of a drop down and that's why sometimes that might be better to say to murder right okay on set one yeah, let's go for like you know 18 to 20 reps set two 15 16 and then the last set well okay go for as many as you can that's an example of so that's another way of adding intensity so we've talked about obviously reps are an obvious one but the reps always come in of is my technique looking identical from reps one to eight yes perfect is do i feel like i could do three or four more yes right i need to i need to add more weight or i need to add more reps to up the intensity so it can almost you can almost self-questionnaire yourself on a trap bar deadlift like okay is my technique looking good yes it is am i feeling like my grip can hold up to a bit more yes okay let's get a little bit more weight on the bar and the trick of this is a lot of the time is just looking for when it comes to intensity is always looking to do a little bit more each session there's, yeah. there's something to be said for if murder's doing three sets of eight on his um, single arm row on Monday and he really pushes himself on Friday again and manages three sets over two sets of nine and one set of eight, him adding two reps still matters towards his progress. One of the biggest issues can be when people almost like stagnate where they're like, well, I'm doing eight reps, but I can't manage 30 kilos. So I'm, I'm doing 28, but 30 is too much of a jump. So I'm just going to sit here. No, no, no. We want to make sure, okay, well, could we slow those reps down a little bit? Could we add a rep? Can we up the intensity of the 28 kilo single arm rows so we can push up to 30s in a couple of weeks time? You don't want to let yourself get stagnant. And that's, that's what I would say as well about intensity is like being... Where you often see, like in a practical sense, intensity start to falter is someone does like they get they've not been able to do press ups, they're now to do full ones, they're now doing three sets of ten, and, and they're like, Well, I can do three sets of ten now. And that's it. There's no there's no progress from that. And it's like, well, that's no use. Like you could you could add another set or you could up the reps or you could do a one second pause if you want to make your press up spicy. 
the hardest point in a press up is to is that bottom one so hold there for an extra count of one that'll make it a hell of a lot harder but we want to keep that intensity up because if you are going in and you're rating your exercise as a five or six out of ten every single time you do them when you're a beginner in your first year you'll get away with it probably for the most part yeah. you'll you'll leave progress on the table but you'll get away with it you're still going to get a lot stronger where it doesn't work is when you're intermediate and you're not going to get away with it any longer. So, um, you know, you, you've been training for a year or you've been training for longer than a year, two years, and actually just being a six out of 10 on each exercise isn't gonna swing anymore. So that's kind of why, and the reason it's important is your body needs like a new, st like an increased stimulus to build muscle. Like me doing press ups, three sets of 10, will get me stronger at first, but after six months of doing it, or a year of doing it, or two years of doing it, I'm gonna not be making any more progress. You need to almost up that amount of stimulus. You need to up that sort of training volume or that training intensity there. Um, and it, it, that's that term that we would use as progressive overload. It's doing a little bit more than you did before. Now that could be because your technique's sharper. It could be because you did a pause. It could be because you obviously increased your reps, or increased the weight, all those things come into it. But that's something I wanted to touch on. What in exercise intensity in a weightlifting, a weight training sense is not, it is not rushing from your press up straight to your squats, back to your press up straight to your squats as quickly as you can so that you're out of breath and sweaty and you feel knackered yeah. by the end of the session. But if you'd slowed down and done actually taken a bit longer to rest, you would have been able to do a heavier squat for more reps, more press ups or more challenging variation of press ups. That's the intensity you're looking for. So don't go looking for just being sweaty and those things we're looking for. Is that muscle really burning or are we really struggling to get any more reps with that that same technique the whole way through? That's the key. Just a, a final point before we close off this episode. Like that, I feel Cameron's points there about like ticking off the intensity kind of markers. If you're coming from classes, which a lot of our clients do, or if you're kind of finding that progression is stalling within classes, as you know, to kind of go back and reverse engineer Cameron's points there, if you're doing a five kilo goblet squat straight into a five kilo shoulder press, for example, something you might see quite often in a burnout class, something that's very high intensity. Yes, you do you're like six rounds of those with no rest. Yeah, no you're gonna, rest. You're going to feel burning and you're going to feel sweaty, but it's not enough. It's not heavy enough. No, and our, and our kind of hopefully this, our point of this episode is to show you that actually, yes, classes are great for getting a bit of movement. I'm not knocking that at all. But if you're stalling in your gym progress, then look at your training intensity and being like, I've had clients that, again, have come from classes doing squats of five, maybe 10 kilos of feeling adventurous. That's two red plates, which is pretty much almost maxed out what you can squat in most pure gym classes, then they go and grab a goblet squat and they're already at like 20 kilos because they, yes, they've yeah, got the good, they've got In the first three weeks with us. And yeah. it's not it's not because they've suddenly like gained all that strength, it's because that weren't was there, but they weren't, weren't actually challenging themselves yeah. appropriately. Yeah, so. And that that's it, it comes down to, are you challenging yourself appropriately for your goals? And you don't want to be stagnant and that's why you know, and, and sometimes the other thing people do then is like Mario makes a good example is people are like, oh, just to keep adding exercises, like they're doing five ab exercises or they do a 30 minute ab class, then then people come and coach with us, we nail their technique on a hollow body hold and now they're doing one That's movement. disgusting enough for 30 seconds. And, yeah. and their abs are sore the next day and they're, and they're fried that, that day. It's so much more efficient because as you say, like that is, I mean, it's sad because that's just the, the kind of environment that people have walked into in the gym, which again, nothing wrong with. Classes are good yeah, for you movement. Think that you think that you but need 30 you minute abet session, right? Precisely. That's what you think Precisely. you need it. But you could do one really bloody well with the right intensity, the right technique, and your abs are fried, and you've provided enough stimulus to that muscle to get the result you want from that, right? You've, you've done enough to get progress. 
But yeah, as I say, it can be easy to get caught up in more exercises or, oh, I just need to add in six, six you know, like ab exercises. That isn't going to solve no. it, especially if that one ab exercise you're doing can do the same job. Your problem is basically your technique and your intensity is not there. So, is a, again, like a nice point to round off on. That's just the points we've been saying here in this episode. It's just been to take off your exercise execution, your intensity, and make sure you're pushing and using that progressive overload to... Progress, the progress yeah. week on week on week and that's what you're looking for on that one so we just wanted to touch on that one a little bit about exercise intensity a little bit about the mindset around it and what not to look for because as I say if you're a new newish gym goer you've been going to classes you could be led astray and think that you know burpees or hits all those kind of things are, are that's what you're looking for when we talk about it but no no when we're looking for that we are looking for those muscles to be burning fatigued you really challenging yourself on those movements and making sure you have nothing left in the tank. When you finish your last set of your exercise, you want that to be as much as you could have possibly done. We want to be getting quite close to failure, challenging ourselves, not just leaving loads in the tank and thinking, ah, oh, like I could have done another four or five of them, but that's okay, because it actually, you, it is okay, but you're not going to progress at the same rate. So we're gonna finish up there, guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.